everybody. Welcome back to episode 9 of the Reawakening Podcast. I'm Brian Ingraham. My heart is to see our whole generation reawaken to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. And today, I want to help you make progress in perceiving even further than last time in what God might be saying to you. Last time we were talking about how God is speaking all the time with the questions being, you know, are you perceiving what God is saying to you? We talked about lots of common ways that God speaks, like through the Bible and creation and other people, circumstances, conviction, etc., etc. Today I want to take our discussion much further, and my hope is that as you listen and explore these other ways God might be speaking to you, you might personally discover that God is saying more to you than you ever realized. Maybe because it was so subtle. I was reading Job this past week, and in Job 33, 14, it says, God speaks time and time again, but a person may not notice it. Today, I want to push you to pay much closer attention to the small things. I believe we, myself included, miss so many things that God might be saying to us because we're not paying attention to the small things. I've been reading a few books that have helped me be more aware of ways that God's speaking, connected to maybe some of his more subtle ways, things that have both challenged me to pay more attention, but also as I've paid more attention, I've realized that God is saying significant things to me, but I've been missing many of them because he's been speaking so subtly. And so what I'm trying to do is grow in my sensitivity to what's going on as I'm looking for God's help and his direction and his guidance. I had a big one of these two weeks ago. I I would have totally missed it had I not been practicing paying more attention. See, I was on this prayer walk, uh, combining lockdown, um, one exercise a day, and my one-hour 24-7 prayer time for our church. And I was walking along the river, kind of near the Kelvin Grove Park, and I was asking God about that anointing experience I had in Jerusalem, which I talked about in episode 7. The time where I was in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and I had been kneeling in front of the place where Jesus was actually crucified about 2,000 years ago. And after kneeling there for, oh, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, I felt like this anointing oil was being poured over my head. And I could feel it so strongly, just as if it was like olive oil or anointing oil pouring down my head and running through my beard. A feeling that that lasted even several hours later. It was so strong and it was so real. I think the the surprising thing for me was that I couldn't see it. I couldn't see the oil because it just felt so clearly real. For the last couple months, I've been wondering exactly what happened there. Well, I know that kneeling at the cross, Jesus anointed me. But what did he anoint me with? Did he give me an evangelism anointing or a greater preaching anointing or a greater leadership anointing or a prayer ministry related anointing? What what was the anointing that I received? And I guess I kind of figured that when I got back from my sabbatical, I would just look for areas that there seems to be some sort of increasing anointing. But on this prayer walk, I was I was just kind of thinking about this and asking God about what happened there. What was what was that about in Jerusalem and, and what does it mean? And I was just walking along and thinking and pondering, praying it through, when all of a sudden I realized I was singing. But it wasn't just that I was singing, I was singing this old song that I've not heard sung for over like 25 years. And it used to be the president of Multnomah's favorite song before he passed away. And and as a freshman, I was in this class with him, and, and he would just bust out and singing the same song quite often. And so there I am, you know, years, years later, I'm praying and I'm walking, and then I'm like, wait, this is strange. 
Why am I all of a sudden singing this old song over and over again? Now, because I am seeking to pay more and more attention to the wider variety of ways that God speaks, those ways that I've often missed in the past, I was actually more ready to catch this moment. See, what I've been learning recently is that God often speaks to me by putting a song on my heart that I start singing without even realizing it. And often that song points me to the answer of whatever question I might have had for, for God. The song was surely goodness. I, I, I doubt you've ever even heard this song. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sing it, not, not to be goofy, but because I want you to experience the process that I was going through of hearing from God. So, so there I am, I, I'm, I'm walking down this path by the river, and, and these words are coming out of my mouth, and I'm just kind of singing along. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days, all the days of my life. And then you sing it again. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days, all the days of my life. And then it goes on. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and I will feast at the table set for me. Surely goodness and mercy. It goes on. So I, I'm, I'm singing along and, and I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is God saying that I have an anointing of God's goodness and mercy on me? And then, and then I was kind of like, okay, Brian, you should know this. You should know this. Where in the Bible is this from? This song is, is from the Bible somewhere. It's, it's probably from the Psalm somewhere. Okay, where is, this, where is this from? So I pulled out my phone and I started looking it up. And you probably know, but for some reason in that moment, I, I couldn't remember where it was from. And it comes from the most famous Psalm in all of the Bible, Psalm 23. And the last verse of Psalm 23 is, Only goodness and faithful love, or only goodness and mercy, will pursue me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. And then before that verse, the verse just before the last verse in Psalm 23, it begins with the words, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And those are the exact words from this song that I, that I was singing. And then what really jumped out at me is between the words, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, is are, are these words kind of the second half of verse 9 in Psalm 23? And these really jumped out at me. The words that weren't in the song, but were right in that context. It said, You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And I, just reading that there on my phone, I was stunned. I mean, that, that, was, that was clearly it. I was asking Jesus for understanding connected to an anointing. I found myself singing a song. When I looked up in the Bible where the song is from, I found that the words in the song surround the words, you anoint my head with oil. My, my cup overflows. And I was like, wow. God has given me some sort of Psalm 23 anointing. And maybe I don't fully understand what that means. And maybe I don't understand what those application, or those implications are. But the thing is, I was asking God. And he answered, but not in a way that I would have traditionally been paying attention to. As it again says in Job 33, 14, God speaks time and time again, but a person may not notice it. So what I want to do today is, is give you some of the more subtle ways that God might be speaking to you. And I encourage you, as you ask God to help you perceive, 
to open your eyes, to open your ears, to open all your senses so that you can be acutely alert and perceive to even the most subtle ways that God might be speaking to you. I believe God is saying more than what we're noticing. And I hope that this podcast gets you paying more attention. I hope it gets you praying for more perception to an expanded number of ways that God might be speaking to you, but maybe you haven't quite connected the dots on those yet. Now, in the books that I've been reading, one of them being James Gold's book, The Discerner, and another one which was so bad, and it was maybe some of the worst Bible that I've that I've seen in a long time in in this book. I'm not even going to name this book, but but I but I, I've been reading it. Um, both of these guys talked about some of the more subtle ways that God speaks, and and the the way that they were kind of brainstorming or pushing my my boundaries out a little bit, my my thoughts a little bit bigger of ways that God speaks are by thinking through the five senses plus the sixth spiritual sense, which, which James Gall talks about just knowing, like you just know that, you know, you just know that that's what God's saying to you. Just, you just know. Now, this is just an introduction to get you thinking, but what I want to do is go through each of the senses and give you some ways that God uses those senses today to, to speak to people, to speak to you, to speak to me, and and maybe ways that you've just not even been paying attention to. And my hope is as I go through this, maybe you'll you'll realize, oh wait, that has happened to me, or or I've experienced this before, and I just haven't been I haven't been paying attention to this, or or I need to just kind of be a little bit more alert because maybe God is doing this to me, but, I, but I've, I've not been connecting the dots, so to say. So the first, the first of the senses is, is seeing. Now, sometimes I might be praying about something and I find that my, my physical eyes are getting drawn to, to something. And, and, and when this happens to me, I start kicking myself often. I'm like, why am I getting distracted? Why, why am I getting distracted? I'm praying. I'm seeking to hear from God here. I'm, I'm, I'm seeking God on, on some of these things. Um, and, I, and so I'm like, oh, I'm just being distracted. Okay, focus, focus, focus. But sometimes our eyes are being drawn to things that God wants to use to speak to us in answer to things that we're seeking to hear from him about. You can think of Jeremiah, Jeremiah in the Bible. God could have just told him the message, but instead he instructs Jeremiah to go to the potter's house and observe with his physical eyes, not just imagine going there, but to actually with his eyes observe. And whilst he is observing, God uses what he is seeing to give him his message for Jeremiah. I know some people who hear lots from God this way, being people who, who are paying more attention to what God seems to be drawing their eyes to while they're praying. I might be praying and looking out the window and my eyes might keep coming back to a particular branch of a tree. And, and so what, I, what I'm trying to do is just ask God about this. God, is this a distraction? Or, or God, my eyes keep coming back to this branch. Are you wanting me to see something here? Is there an understanding that you're wanting to give me connected to this branch as I'm looking at this branch. Sometimes people might pray, you know, God, draw my attention to something and then speak to me about what you want to say via what I'm looking at. Sometimes people will see angels or or demons either with their physical eyes or the eyes of their hearts and, and God will reveal to them either what he is doing 
or what the enemy's trying to do. And again, in the Bible, you can think of Elisha, and he, he asked God to open his servant's eyes so he can see what God is doing, and that there's angels everywhere. Now, that's paying attention to what your physical eyes are seeing, all those sort of things. Many people, when they start paying attention, notice that God is speaking to them through their spiritual eyes as well, not just their physical eyes. Maybe speaking to them through a vision. Now, if you're not used to thinking of yourself as seeing visions, sometimes it's not that you're not seeing visions, but that you haven't actually connected the dots. And, and, and you're, you haven't quite put together that that imaginary picture that you're thinking is an imaginary picture that you're seeing in your head. Sometimes that's not just you. Sometimes it's actually God giving you a picture or putting something into your mind like that. And yes, it takes discernment to sort through if that's the enemy or if that's you or if that's God. But that's true for all of this listening stuff. It always takes discernment. So I just encourage you to pay attention to what you're seeing in your mind and what your eyes are being drawn to, especially in prayer, seeking to notice what, what's, what's being drawn and then asking God if this is Him and what it is He's wanting to say in order to keep connect, connected to what you're, what you're seeing. The next sense that we can pay attention to is hearing. Now, I have based my whole life on a two-second moment where I was 14 years old and where I heard in my head, you will be a missionary someday. And I decided that wasn't something I just made up, but that I was hearing from God in my head, loudly in my head, and I've based my, my whole life on that. I've also had times where I've been woken up in the middle of the night hearing God speak a word or a sen sentence, again, in my head, loudly in my head, not hearing it with my physical ears, but with my spiritual ears. Again, this takes discernment, as all of these things do. Sometimes the voice inside your head is, isn't you. Um, sometimes it's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes maybe it's the enemy. I don't know. Sometimes it's just things that you're making up. The question is, are you paying attention? And then seeking to discern if that's God or not. Hearing might also be you're, you're praying and then you hear a song come on. And, and that could be anything. That, that could be, it's coming through your physical ears because maybe you're walking through the shopping area and there's a song playing in the background and you're like, oh, or a car drives by and you're walking down the street and, and there's this song and you're like, oh, I know this song and, and, and it's there. Or maybe through your headphones as you're walking down the street or, or running or whatever. And maybe even you just hear a song start playing in your head. I gave that example earlier of, of hearing a song, but it coming out of my own mouth. And that happens to me a lot. And again, it surprises me every time. But, but maybe you hear a song, you hear a song for whatever reason, and, and God is wanting to give you a message through that song you're hearing. Some people hear noises, like maybe a rushing wind, but the wind isn't blowing. And they realize, oh, there's something spiritual going on here. And, and, and God's spirit maybe is here in a special way. I encourage you to pay attention to the noises you're hearing that are out of place. Maybe God will speak to you in that way sometimes. Most people who pray hear God's voice in their hearts and minds like gentle communication. Now, sometimes people doubt what they're hearing, and I understand. Sometimes I think I'm hearing from God in that gentle way, but then it turns out to be just me. This too takes a lot of discerning. Every time it takes a lot of discerning. All I'm saying is hearing is a big way that, we, uh, that, that God speaks to us, and, and it's a, a little bit more diverse than just you know maybe hearing something in your head. Hearing. Okay, so now that we're talking about feeling, uh, feeling. Now, I told 
the story uh, about kneeling in front of that place where where Jesus was, Jesus was crucified, you know, for maybe twenty minutes or or whatever, kneeling next to my Armenian friend. When all of a sudden, I felt a very real feeling of oil pouring over my head, lots of it running down into my beard, again, feeling so weird. Uh, sometimes I will feel a strange pain, like in a random place, like in my shoulder or something. And I'll be like, hey, wait, I don't have shoulder pain. This isn't me. I'm feeling a pain. And I think it's because someone in the area has shoulder pain that God wants me to pray for. So I feel something, and if I'm paying attention, I can realize what God is wanting me to do, that he's wanting me to look out for something and and pray for something. Or I could even say, hey, I've got strange pain in my shoulder. Does anyone have a shoulder injury right now that, that I can be praying for, that I can pray for right now? Very often when I'm praying for someone, I'll feel like my hands are on fire. And I'll be encouraged that the Spirit is at work there, even if the person isn't instantly healed in that moment. Or I might be somewhere and I'll notice that same feeling in my hands, like my hands are on fire and realize that maybe because I have this feeling, God might want to do something right here in this moment. Maybe he wants me to pray for someone right right here, right in this moment and, and kind of open my eyes and kind of look around and, and maybe ask, is there somebody here who'd, who would love someone to pray for them? Maybe I'll walk into a place and I will feel evil present. Maybe, maybe I'll feel uh, uncharacteristic fear or random temptations for things that don't really normally phase me at all. And I'm like, oh, that's not me. I'm feeling in the spirit that the enemy is up to something here in this area of fear or temptations or whatever. And, and so I need, to, I need to know, like, this is what the enemy's plan is for here and for this moment and in this place. And I need to be strong against it. I need to pray against it. Or, or God, what do you want me to do in light of this feeling here? Now, this also happens in the positive. Maybe you, I walk into a place and I'll feel a surprising amount of peace in, in a particular place. I'm like, okay, oh, the Spirit is here. This is a clean place. God's, God's got this place set apart. Pay very close attention to what you're feeling, both in your emotions and and physically, especially mindful of feelings that are out of place with what's normal for you. God might be using your feelings to speak to you about either praying for someone and somebody that he wants you to pray for, or giving you understanding of what's going on in a certain location spiritually. Okay, that's, that's feeling. Tasting. Tasting. And maybe this is as simple as the phrase, oh, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But I think it's much more than that. Again, like these others, are you tasting things that are not matching with reality? Sweetness, bitterness, asking God, is this sweet taste I'm experiencing you? Or is there something you want to say to me about this? Now, can I just say, when when dealing with subjective revelation like this, oftentimes this is given to us to start a conversation with God about something. You taste bad fruit either physically or kind of kind of spiritually taste this bad fruit. And, you, and that gets you asking, God, God, what is this about? What are you wanting me to understand? And how do you want me to respond in this particular moment? I have relatively little experience with this particular one, but, but some people have a lot of it. Today is just about pushing the walls of our boxes out when it comes to hearing from God because maybe he's saying more to you through more methods than you're paying attention to right now. And so you're missing a lot of things that God's trying to make pretty clear to you. Okay, so that's that's a tasting. Smelling, 
Smelling is another one of the senses. Some people who are more developed in this might smell sulfuric smells and know, oh, something evil's going on here, or incense smells in worship. Maybe they will smell something like alcohol or smoke while they're praying with someone and realize, okay, there's an addiction issue going on with this person that they're praying for. And, and again, to be clear, they would be smelling a smell that's not actually there present but they would be spiritually smelling this and, and that would cue them into what, what God wants them to know so that they can either pray rightly or not be distracted about praying and for things that are not the real issue. Maybe God's saying the real issue is this addiction. So don't get lost in this other stuff. There's some amazing stories out there of God doing miracles, of, of healing allergies and, and all kinds of healings connected to people saying that they smelled things that weren't actually there in the moment, that a spiritual sense of smell. Again, just paying attention to, to either what you're smelling that isn't there or smells that are catching your attention while praying. Maybe they're not a distraction. God, are you wanting to say to, something to me about the smell of these flowers, which I'm noticing while I'm praying here? Be open. Not everything is, is God, but paying attention. And, and that's what, what this is about, paying attention, paying more and more attention and, and just asking the question, God, is this you? Knowing. Knowing is this other one. James Gall writes a lot about this. And so I mention it here again. He just talks about that, that knowing sense, like that inner knowing. It's not necessarily words you're hearing in your head. It's just suddenly you just know. You know that you know. And that sudden understanding doesn't quite fit in with the other senses, but it's still one of those uh, ways that God just speaks. You, you just know. Okay, I, I hope this has got you thinking about maybe more ways God might be speaking to you sometimes, ways that you might be missing, because either you're not paying attention and giving these things much thought, or like me sometimes, assuming that what God is trying to speak to you through is just a distraction, because you're still locked into hearing God from a certain way. I expect to hear from God like, like a voice in my head. And it's easy for me to think of other things as distractions, but they aren't always. And, and I need to learn, uh, and I need to lean in, and I need to pay more attention and start asking God about these so-called distractions. I remember one time I was up praying in the middle of the night, and and I was praying, and I, and I kept getting distracted because I saw this, this thing out of uh, this bright star out of my window, and I kept getting distracted. I, 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 I kicked myself, like, oh, I'm getting distracted. And then I go back to praying, and then I get distracted again by just the brightness of this star, and, and my eyes kept coming to it, and I just would kick myself, like, stop being distracted, Brian, stop being distracted. And I try and get back to praying, and, you know, God, what are you saying here? And, and then my eyes get, like, finally, I'm like, okay, wait a minute what is the deal with the star? And I, I have one of those like apps on my phone that kind of tells me what the stars are and kind of shine it up that direction. I'm like, oh, that's that's the planet Jupiter. That's the king star. And and I had been asking questions connected to Jesus and 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 his his kingliness. And, and anyways, I, I don't remember the whole story there and, and the outflow of that, but I remember I was so agitated for like 20 minutes that I kept getting distracted by by this star up there. But God was doing that to to draw my attention. The question is, like, how can we grow in these areas? Well, easy, easy. Number one, pray for perception. And in that sense, just surrendering your senses to the Holy Spirit in prayer, and you just pray something like, God, today I surrender all of my senses to you. I, I surrender my senses to you. I invite you to speak to me through these different ways. And God, I ask you to really, really help me perceive 
when you're speaking to me in these ways. Help me to perceive, but I surrender my senses. My, my, my senses are yours to, to use, to teach me, and to instruct me, and to guide me. Use my senses today. So you can pray for perception and surrender those to God. That's number one. Secondly, paying attention to the small things. Like just paying attention to the small things that you're sensing and start asking the simple question, Lord, is this you? God, is there something that you want to say to me about this? Is this a distraction or is this a divine moment? Just that paying attention more. And thirdly, journal everything. Write down everything. I have this app where I write down everything that I might be hearing from God. Even if they're, even if it's not something from God, if it's just possible, I will write it down. Um, so often, God's words to us, he, it's like they're written in disappearing ink. And unless we write it down quickly, it'll fade and be forgotten. And I'm not just, just talking about words. I'm talking about like experiences or, or special moments with God or, or, or moments like, like, oh, I thought this was a distraction, but it actually was a God moment. Or I thought that song was nothing, but it actually was hearing from God. If we don't write those down, um, even if we're wrong, they're going to be fading and forgotten. The best and fastest way to grow in hearing from God is by writing everything down. And I encourage you to, to have a system, to have a journal, to have an app or whatever that works for you. And, and I hope next time or soon to talk about filtering and testing what we might be hearing from God. But today, it's, it's, I want to throw open wider our, our thoughts about how God might be speaking to us, opening our perceptions to more, to more ways that God uses to speak to his people, and then hopefully next week or the time after that, we'll start talking about discerning when it is God and when we're just making things up or when we are just distracted or when it's the enemy. That That's really important. But today, I want us to just start continuing to expand our repertoire of ways that God might be speaking to us. Okay, thank you for listening. I, I would appreciate it if you are finding this podcast helpful to get the word out by sharing it or rating it and reviewing it. If you haven't already, maybe subscribe to this podcast. It's my heart to see this whole generation reawakened, to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. Some people can fumble through this path alone, but everyone does exponentially better with help. <laughs>